3: Hard work pays off. Dreams come true. Bad times don't last, but bad guys do. Hey. Yo.
0: You think you know me? <laughs> you never did.
1: Oh! Welcome to the Uso Penitentiary! Let's get it out! Move to the music! play like your music! Move it to the music! Welcome to Monday Night Rawley! To the night.
4: Woo! Yo ho ho and a bottle of Dom Bro! The
0: Glow. new day! Let me talk to you! If I could be serious for a minute. For the love of God, stand away from the dip of dogs.
1: Move to the music, Move the music, Move it to the music yeah.
3: Acknowledge me. Oh,
2: ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to- the DWI podcast you son of a biscuit my name is PC Tony I am your commissioner and the commissioner of yeah, the United States of dumb 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 America's and I'm am joined as always by the man the myth the legend the other half of the world's greatest tag team never it's him it is him it doth be an inebriator in which an era it is great to be awesome he's a scientist and don't forget about an architect as well it's TPP
0: and we're arguing over our loss of a player on our team and we got another member here that's just enjoying life with the addition for his team. no We're gonna So yeah,
2: we actually have that as a topic this week. Uh, in addition to the Browns and in uh, a subtraction uh, from the Packers. So we're gonna get to uh, some local perspective on that topic after we talk a little bit of wrestling, just to be clear right now. And as we started and why I laughed during the intro, uh, we're also joined by none other than the MVP of the chair shot, uh, Mr. Velvet Pipes himself, Christopher Platt, who's parading around with his soon-to-be-born he's, he's, child's Cleveland Cleveland Browns onesie. He's dangling a onesie, and that's not a euphemism. No, it's it's like the real deal. It's like a <laughs> little baby, freaking, you know, it's
0: a, it's a onesie. That's
2: a brown. You don't know what a onesie? Is? Just Google it.
4: Oh, happy day. Oh, happy day. Oh, happy day. Oh, happy day. Greetings and salutations, ladies and gentlemen. It is a happy day indeed. And I had a whole different intro lined up for this show prior to about an hour ago when we got the news. We'll get to the news momentarily, obviously. But um, my intro was actually going to be, you know, since I have now secured my immortality by siring a boy, hey, maybe I'll catch a flight to Russia and try to work on this whole world peace thing. You know, I got some time. That's the dumbest thing I've heard in a long, <laughs> long time. But <laughs> well, Putin's a dude, you know. We can connect man to man. Maybe I can talk some sense into him.
0: Oh, sure. Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah. yeah. Well, my black ass will get- be right next to <sighs> Brittany Griner. <laughs> Listen,
2: listen, oh boy, all sorts of stuff happening. Let's, uh, let's, let's move on from there. You take that shot. and We'll move on from that.
4: Beachy dubs. Yeah. Cause this uh, is going to improve things. Yes. It's going to get better from here after I take this God. shot.
2: Well, this is the DWI podcast, uh, edition 316. This is the stone cold edition of the DWI podcast. Being recorded Give me a today, hell yeah. March 16th. Uh, what, what We're going to, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. Um, let's let's do it. Let's let everybody know what's happening this week on the podcast known as DWI. Well, well we're waiting. Well, it's the big
0: show. She- oh, you're by yourself. Uh, oh, I can't throw my voice gee, gee, oh.
2: gee, Lonely little gee, boy gee. Singing for porridge again Hey, be on your way before I boot your nurse
4: <laughs> Teddy, it ain't looking too hot For us right now I think we both had Alabama doing well in this tournament it, 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 Yeah, it, it's, it's about to be Rap City, man Brutal you want, to talk about the, you want to talk about the tournament, huh? No, no I just happened to look over it Because I have it on in the background Here's here's one of my i here's oh boy I don't need that.
0: Ooh.
2: Here's one of my two brackets. There's only three red marks
4: on there right now. Well, good for you. Yeah, okay. thank you very much. You didn't show us the notice how he didn't show us the other one, Dan. <laughs> one of well, my two. Here,
2: here's the other one. Here's the one that we picked. It's the flyer pick. You know, five, five, five losses on that one. I haven't even looked at mine. Yeah, you shouldn't, because you guys were fucking so horrible with your picks and Patrick <laughs> and Iowa. And I mean, if you go back and listen to the uh, the last week's edition of PC and Platt, and knowing what you know after what's happened in the in the in the uh, tournament, you'll see the brilliance of PC Tony and and the irresponsible, um, you know, overconfident Platt and. <laughs> no hey,
4: I, I told y'all Kentucky wasn't shit, didn't I? You might even. Did you pick St. Pete's on the show? No, I didn't. I picked. Uh, I, I said they were going to lose to Murray State in the next round. We both round. did. We both yeah. did, and that looked really good right now. It looks really good right now for Murray State making the Sweet 16, yes. I think Pat had him in the Final Four, didn't he? I Yeah, he did. I think he did. He yeah. believed in their stars in Calipari. But
2: yeah. all right. Nonetheless, all right. you can go back and listen to that show. It was a really good preview show. Um, but anyway, this week. On the podcast known as DWI. We're going to talk in uh, retrospect. What a great opening put together there by DPP. Um, the life and times of Scott Hall, who had a big impression on all three of us. Uh, very sad to hear that news. Then we're going to get into some current wrestling with Seth and a possible matchup versus Cody Rhodes at WrestleMania. Yes, we're going to talk about your Cleveland Browns, Christopher Platt. I, I don't know what this world's coming to. And of course, we will finish the show with season two, episode two, which to me begins is with, with its actual Seinfeld, as you know, what begins this week on DWI podcast. DPP, Chris, it's it's your day. Go ahead. Ring
4: the bell. Ooh,
2: ooh. DPP, DP, you're the only one on this podcast that hasn't had the opportunity on Chair Shot Radio Network airwaves to give their thoughts and, 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 um, I don't know, remembrances of, of Scott Hall and, and, you know,
0: his impact on your wrestling fandom. Hey, yo. Yeah. Um, you know, Knew him as Razor Ramon for the most part, since I was a WWF guy. I mean, obviously during the WCW era with the NWO as well, but mostly as Razor Ramon is my biggest, at least, remembrance is, you know, the fact that he, you know, him and Shawn, you know, revolutionized the ladder match. You know, they they like to call it the first one, but it, I mean, it really wasn't the first one technically. But, you know, uh, for WWF, the first, you know, mainstream ladder match. And between that one at WrestleMania 10, uh, the next one at SummerSlam with the two intercontinental title belts, Sean's, you know, Sean and Razor battling for the belts, you know, Sean saying he never lost his title and brings the fake one. And, you know, also the introduction of diesel right there too, with, with Sean. And that was them three, you know, putting those ladder matches on together. And especially the first one it's uh, you know, it was just an era that's that you're not going to see anymore, you know, the whole thing when he when him and Nash walked over to the NWO or Bolt WCW and started that whole outsiders bit going and making this NWO thing I mean it revolutionized the sport and changed the way we watch it forever I mean the Monday Night Wars wouldn't have been the Monday Night Wars without Scott Hall so it's just amazing you know his one of and I I always go back to this promo from him that Is burned into my brain i don't know why but it's just it's one that's always stuck with me when him and rick were a tag team and mr perfect came back at survivor series after his back you know back injuries that he had he came back i can't remember what year that was but 95 or something maybe um but it was perfect and macho man and that they did that whole bit and uh you know rick flair's doing his talking and then Razor Ramon gets on the mic and he says hey Perfecto, Chico. When Ric Flair gets through with you, the eraser is going to carve you up. And for some reason, that is just embedded into my brain. He's just an amazing wrestler, amazing talent. You know, helped so many people in the industry. I mean, geez, where would the 123 kid be without him? You know, Sean Waltman, X Pac 6, whatever you want to call him. Tanahashi. Tanahashi. What about, uh, you know, would the Sting it's character been the Sting? been yeah, Sting? Sting still making money thanks, in, in
4: 2022
0: thanks to Razor Ramon. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, just revolutionary talent in the industry, brain alone, you know, just for the things that he did, and was a great talent in the ring as well. You know, it's just unfortunate that we had to lose him this way, which, is, <laughs> which makes it even worse. You know, he had so many problems with addictions and stuff was able to turn his life around again. Thank God, DDP, man. Jesus, you know, helped another guy out. And then uh, just to lose him that way with, you know, (laughs) problems with the surgery, you know, is just crazy. Uh, So, yeah, shout out to Razor, Scott Hall. Uh, We're going to miss you. Just another one that goes onto the list of early losses. So, Dan, I I talked about that
4: on – PC and Platt man and I said the same thing that if you would have told me 10 15 years ago that Scott Hall was going to live to be 63 you know all things considered I wouldn't have believed you so I don't necessarily it's tragic because I mean 63 is still a relatively young man but I mean in wrestling that's that's like 80 in, in wrestler years you know what I mean especially considering the era that he came up in so it's tragic that it happened like this. But the fact that he was able to make it to three to 63, rather, I think that 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 in itself is is a triumph. You know, it sucks because, I mean, we're all the same age here, man. So we all grew up. We, you know, we lived through the Monday Night Wars, <laughs> whatever, whatever. Like he was just so influential. Yeah, can't part, part, afford. A, he, can't afford he, a he, dad cu- getting there or what? Da, da, No, dad getting choked up. Get yeah, choked up thinking about this. <laughs> Got yeah, all. Yeah, yeah. you
2: know, all these fucking fancy gadgets can't afford a fucking, fucking cough button. I'm yeah, mesmerized. Yeah, it don't comes unexpectedly.
0: You can't press the button fast enough.
4: Yeah, I yeah. just, oppor- you know, opportunistic here. <laughs> yeah, they wouldn't have known unless you told them, Tony So, stay classy, Tony Stay classy. Oh, you know how many times you guys do that to me? You can go fuck yourself six. <laughs> no but this guy you know he was a a super talent had a a super bright mind for the business and you know there's so many people that he helped along the way and you know again like i said on pc and platman he did life right he left his mark on this earth and his legacy is going to live on long beyond him and that's really all you can ask for in this life right
2: i think he'll be remembered as the greatest that didn't win the major belt from WrestleMania era. I know kudos to Jake and Kurt and Roddy and Perfect.
0: Rick Rude. But I don't think you can put anybody else up there with those five that I can think of. Mr. Perfect would be the only other one. It, like he they were but my I would two W W F still
2: say Hall Hall had a bigger impact on the modern wrestling revolution than Obviously, he's, you know, different era than some of them, but I don't know. I would just say his overall impact. I, I understand they're all great, right? But that's what I. That's, that would
4: be my. That's well said. I, I you know, I, for, for me, again, the the line starts and ends with Roddy Piper, as in the the greatest that never won the belt. But what you just said, Scott Hall's impact on the modern era, like, yeah, the, there there would be no modern era if it wasn't for him. And one of the things that I love so much about him was that he was just a cool-ass motherfucker. And, you know, coolness is something that I think that the industry is lacking now. There, there's not a lot of cool guys in wrestling anymore. And he was just a cool-ass motherfucker. He was so cool, man. He played a Cuban character. He was white as the driven snow, and nobody batted an eyelash. Even to this day, nobody brings up how problematic that might have been. Because he was just a cool-ass
0: motherfucker, man he was it he was, was he would he be the one that made it cool to be bad you know yeah. before that was yeah. it cool to be bad i don't know ah uh, like i remember did. anyway so cool the from the toothpick thing
4: to the the spirit fingers to just him walking you know, to the ring like, like he everything in he did
2: austin at the same time maybe like he wasn't he wasn't thought of as cool like instantly when nwo happened like we all thought what was happening was cool if you knew what was going on. But, like, it wasn't instantly like, oh, my goodness, you know, these are,
4: you know. No, these Razor, aren't was just bad. Cool, Ra- well, Razor was always cool, man. Razor was always cool, man. Come on, man. Razor Ramon wasn't cool. This motherfucker played a – his gimmick was a Coke dealer. And he had, to the point he had he fucking Razor Blades cool, on his tights, I, man, it was... and got away with all it. Right. Listen, you got a go little, ahead, go little bit too much Cleveland running through your veins today. So you just <laughs> settled down a little bit. Oh, real, real quick real quick though i just wanted to say um dan you you brought up the the ladder match at wrestlemania 10 with him and sean mike i actually went back this morning and watched that match in remembrance to scott hall and it still holds up very very well i actually nice. prefer that match to a lot of the modern ladder matches i think the gimmick is kind of played out now you know what i mean but it holds up very well
2: great point great point all right last uh Last round the round the horn here, um, remembering Scott Hall. I just that uh, NWO. I mean, it, that was that's huge. That's that's wrestling. That's without it. There's three parts to that whole era kicking off, and and that's one of the that's the epitome and the start and the fact that he was the first one to have the balls that you know really just head out. Right. I mean, some guys were jumping back and forth before, but this was a guy that, you know, didn't get what he was wanting and, and left and still never got it, but became one of the greatest ever. If you really want to see some interesting Scott Hall work, go watch him in AWA in the 80s. And, uh,
4: let me, know what Scott you think Hall. Of, let
2: me know what you think of his handlebar mustache. That guy is fucking gigantic back then. But yeah, we'll, we'll miss you, Scott Hall. And thank you for all of your contributions to the business you loved.
0: Uh, every time I turn on the N64 and put on WWF, no mercy and watch my creative character come down the aisle and he comes down to the razor Ramon, smooth walking. That's uh, that's Scott Hall for me. You know, that, that's, you know, he left his mark on me and in the world. So. Am I, I was doing the Nash, I think. You did the Nash behind me, and I'd come through with the, with whatever. Nice. Yeah. Smooth. Nice.
2: World's, world's greatest take,
4: team never. <laughs> to, Bob, to, to paraphrase the source material, i.e. Tony Montana in Scarface, <clears throat> so say goodnight to the bad guy, because it'll be a long time before you see a bad guy like this again, let me tell you. Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis. With attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fans. TheChairShot.com. Always
2: use your head. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Episode 316. Hell yeah.
1: Give me a hell yeah. Uh,
2: hell okay. yeah. What? podcast. What? <laughs> what? What? And that's what? the bottom line. Because Stone cold said so. I apologize for starting that. What? What? <laughs> mm-hmm. what?
1: This isn't
2: the Pat. This isn't the Pat McAfee show. So settle down, okay, Cleveland. What? <laughs> yeah. What? Slow your roll, Cleveland. What? Let's talk about one possible storyline as we head to WrestleMania and let's talk about Seth Rollins and the possibility that he he could be facing Cody Rhodes at WrestleMania. A lot of people say this is too short of a build. This is something that should happen the Monday after WrestleMania, which does make a lot of sense. I I don't know. I, I don't honestly, I don't care when it happens. I, I would like to see Cody back in the WWE, but what do you guys think?
0: I absolutely would love to see Cody Rhodes back in WWE, you know, ever since he, you know, parted ways, quote unquote, with AEW, you know, that's been the big rumor about going on. So, you know, I don't know if it's true or not, you know, and now that they bought ring of honor, I don't know if, Anything else is happening? Maybe it's been a ruse this whole time. I think I said that from the beginning. You know, it might be a ruse, but I don't. I I would be be awesome. I don't think it's too. Sh- if you want to call it too short, fine. <laughs> How long of a build do you want between this match? I don't know. You don't. You don't really need a big build for that match. Cody Rhodes coming back is is big enough. And you know, hell, the Hardys came back at WrestleMania. They didn't have any build to their match and won the tag titles. So. I don't know. You don't. I don't think you really need a build for that. That that's that's too long, because the name recognition alone is enough. And WrestleMania is going to be jam packed anyway. So, do you really need that for WrestleMania? Okay. So,
2: and if you're what you're proposing, and I I kind of like it, is this is something they can use to kickstart an extra super buzz. At the first night of WrestleMania, this happens early, the first night of WrestleMania where Seth comes out and he's not supposed to be out there and he's, he's whining and complaining and he says, I'm not leaving until I get someone to come out here and wrestle me, you know, and everybody's like, well, everybody's got to match and everything. And then, you know, Pierce and Sonya come out and like, you got to go. And then all of a sudden the music hits right now. Who cares if you expect it? it's still going to be fucking cool. I I don't know. Chris, I did, that just came up came to me while DP was pitching what he thought was going to happen. What do you think is going to happen and will it happen at all?
4: Personally, I I agree with what you said to begin Tony. I think that it would have been Cody's return would have been better served the night after Mania. But Seth Rollins is, is a top guy in that company and he has no clear path or anything going on for WrestleMania so you got to think that he is going to be on that card in some capacity and it makes sense and kind of going back to what Dan said maybe they are looking for that Hardy pop which and you know having been in the house for that Hardy pop at um, Wrestlemania 33 I believe it was that was the loudest pop I've ever heard live. Up until, you know, CM Punk coming back to AEW back in because I, I was blessed to be in the house for that as well. But maybe that's that what they're five, going for, is that hardy pop. That couldn't have been five years ago when they did that hardy pop. It had to, because this is 38, and that was 33, I believe. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, and I haven't been to a mania since 34. So Hey, yeah. listen.
2: And time flies when you're DVRing and wrestling and fast forwarding through a lot of it. Okay,
0: so don't mess. It's <laughs> 33.
4: But yeah, I'm thinking. Yeah, I think he does make his return at Mania, and yet they're looking for that Hardy pop. And because I mean, you got to do something with Seth, man. Like Seth's been holding y'all down like an anvil on a seesaw for this entire year. He's one of the top guys, and he's got nothing to do. You expect me to believe that he has nothing to do at Mania? He's been top five, like, like unarguable
2: top five guy wrestler in the world for let's say five years probably. Um, so yeah, he's, he's kind of, he's kind of the younger, he's the next generation Randy Orton, you know, right now he's not as tall and, 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 and imposing that way, but he's still really strong and able to do all the move sets and play the face and play the heel and draw for this and that. So I, I, I like what he's doing right now. I love the suits, you know. I love the fact that everybody can give him shit about Becky, which is great. It's just another thing to add to, like, what he can actually bring another real element to where they can actually draw off of emotion from the people. So, yeah, I, I hope it happens. I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if Cody doesn't come back to WWE because the person that's guaranteeing this is the person who I associate with going to a diner and ordering a seltzer and a patty melt. And that's really how I know that. That's kind of the significance I give to that as well. So, but I do love to dive in and roll around in the dirtiest of sheets and see what's crapping in. Um, that's yeah. kind of where I'm dirty, at to just, you know, dirty put a bow on it. Seven, for seven. Me. Oh,
4: well, oh, well yeah, no, 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 no. do baby, you land on man. that side. I'm going to stay on this side. You never <laughs> no, sleep no, that don't... side. I go. That's your side tonight.
0: It's all, yeah, it's all I don't,
4: that we, well, don't sleep in the wet spot. No, but, but no. <laughs> okay, so if. <laughs> Again, <laughs> that would, that'd be the title. That'd be, that'd the, be title. the title if we could. <laughs> Uh... put a towel down okay trust me (laughs) you you and your significant other will will thank me later put a towel down but um, okay so if you don't think cody is coming back at mania so then what do they do with seth rollins at mania then i don't know okay so if you were booking what would you do if cody's not coming back
2: um, I tell Vince to DM me on Twitter at B C Tunny and I'm um, done giving him fucking storylines for WrestleMania this year. <laughs> he's got, he's got enough. He have almost booked the whole show over the last year and a right. half. Him.
4: I, I forgot. Cause you think Vince listens to the shoe and steals your ideas. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think, yeah. uh, yeah. Yeah, well, I, somebody was, stole your you,
4: best receiver, but we'll get to that.
2: Did you hear about my new, uh, business venture? I'm going to be on shark tank.
4: Go on. Selling tinfoil hats. Out of the two of us, which one of us would be more apt to or likely to sell a tinfoil hat? Y'all know, y'all already think I'm crazy as cat shit anyway, and I'm Mr. Conspiracy Guy. I'm the chair shots resident conspiracy guy. DP, did you want to close us out here on this topic? Hey, man, just I because do. you're crazy doesn't mean they're not
0: out to get you, all right? So I like the idea of Seth Rollins coming out to open Wrestlemania Bitching because he doesn't have a match Hijacking the show And then here comes
3: American
4: Dream
0: Vince McMahon forced him to wear the goddamn (laughs) pink polka The polka dots The polka (laughs)
4: dots (laughs) Oh, oh, he's
2: got the pizza gimmick In the words of Tommy Rich In the the words of fucking The NWA Hall of Famer Tommy Rich Man, they gave Dusty the pizza gimmick and even got that over. (laughs) (laughs) Those words were said right here on this very podcast, people. This very DWI podcast. Uh,
4: That's what we're talking about. That was great. Shout out to Flash Gordon. I mean, Tommy uh, Tommy Rich, Rich, my bad.
2: Tommy Rich, man. Won that title from uh, Marley Race.
4: Dead. You don't look like the dude to play Flash Gordon, no? Why not? I'm sure you would love to.
2: <laughs> all right. Yeah, I think we're going to move on. <laughs> I think that's a great idea. We're going to take a commercial break. Uh, this is the 316th edition of the DWI podcast right here on Chairshot Radio Network, where you can find on all of your favorite streaming platforms. And, of course, at the Chairshot.com, where we encourage you to always use your head. We shall return. I guarantee it.
4: This is your boy Kenny Killer telling you to make sure you check out thechairshot.com. Bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything progressing. Make sure you check it out, thechairshot.com. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head.
2: All right, ladies and gentlemen, lots of NFL news to talk about, but we're going to start with the one piece of NFL news that I want to talk about that doesn't involve either of our teams, but does in a sense as well. Troy Aikman and Joe Buck will be calling Monday night football for ESPN, and they will be calling the Super Bowl that ABC is going to have coming up. Your thoughts on that announced team, that move in general.
4: Must have got that's paid, hey? Yeah, they got paid, they too, paid. yes. But that's a big get. Because, I mean, you know, ESPN has been struggling since they've had Monday Night Football to put a, a, a booth together that people give a shit about or even is good. And Aikman and Buck are... Pretty damn good. And I think it brings some prestige back to the Monday night proceedings. It makes it feel bigger now. Bring the bell. You know what I mean? Ring the bell. The pre- that word prestige back to Monday night. Monday night football yeah. used to be it.
2: Like, you you, you wanted your team. I, like, I can remember we talk about Brett Favre, right? And we're going to get into quarterbacks and everything. And coming in and making green Bay relevant. I remember the first time the Packers were on NFL uh, or Monday night football, they were playing the Kansas city chiefs at Kansas city. And I got to stay up to watch that game. And I was, you know, not even, I was 12 or 13 or whatever, 11, maybe whatever at the time, you know, the whole game before it was halftime, you got to go to bed. But Monday night football used to be that game where you knew all your peers were watching and you knew all the other fans were watching. Now it's just kind of another game because Everybody has access to everything. So, how do you stand out? You bring the prestige back, Chris, and probably the most recognizable broadcasting duo in the game right now, Dan.
0: Yeah, so I was going to say They're they're—I mean—they are arguably the number one team in the booth right now. Tony Romo, maybe you know—they a lot of people talk about him and love him, but he, they're not to that level they yet. May not be your, they may not be your favorite, but as far as getting paid, they're number one. They are. They are, and they're going to be the, and they're the most recognizable. You know, it's like having John Madden as your announcer. You know, that's what you want, and that's what you got right there. And I do. That's a great word, the prestige, because yeah, you have access to every game now if you want it. You know, before that's that's what it was, right? You had your Fox game and your uh, CBS game, and that's all you got to watch. And if it's your, you know, if your local team, and then one other oddball game
2: when we were growing up it was you had and you had fox and well when we were really young nbc still had football but then everything got shifted and, and fox got the nfc and, and cbs got the afc but you did had espn sunday night football but that was cable that yeah. was cable because at the time Monday Night Football was still on ABC, which was still broadcast. Right. Right. So it all kind of changed when it went from broadcast to cable to on ESPN. It kind of turned into the same thing that it was a um, uh, Sunday Night Football.
0: Right. Right. And that's, yeah, that's the time to get your, yeah, get your team. You know, like, you know you're one of the top teams when you got to make it onto Monday Night Football and you got to be, you know, in the – limelight or whatever, the main event, whatever you want to call it, you know, that's when everybody gets to watch you and you want to stand out, you know, and that, yeah, it's tough to do this, this, you know, day and age when you can see every game. So that's, like I said, that's the way, that's a good way to do it is you get your number one broadcast team to do it. And that's the way it should be. So two questions for you, gentlemen, number
4: one, how long is it going to be before a Super Bowl airs on Espen. and number two, how much money? Just say, real quick, let me let me hold on. Let me just finish uh, with the second, and then I'll, I'll mute my mic. But how much money would the NFL make if they put the Super Bowl on pay per view? No, no, no,
2: you're missing the boat. It's already started. Go on. You know who has the rights to Thursday Night Football next
4: year? Amazon, right? Full. Ring the bell. Ring the bell. Touche. Touche.
2: Going to inject the poison.
4: <laughs> Touche.
2: Say it. How long is it? You have said pay-per-view. How long is it before the Super Bowl is on Amazon? It's 20. Th- this 5, next Super Bowl going to be on Disney. This, this, no. This, no this, next, this next Super Bowl is in 2023. Right? I'll say by 2028 no by 2027 the super bowl will be on a on a streaming whether it's amazon or whatever i would bet amazon if i had to pick one but
0: that's what i'm I, they probably got it figured out for the next couple of years if we looked it up, I bet, as to who owns the rights to the Super Bowls. But yeah, okay. they yeah, they plot that shit out it's five, next. ten years in that's advance, you know make, what I mean? Right. Yeah.
2: No, it's not that yeah. far. It's not that far. The city I don't think it's that far network wise, but I'm saying whatever's
0: next, just watch. Yeah. I would it's gonna ship. I'd pick because that's that's ESPN, that's you know, they're the freaking powerhouse. That, just, that but that just means it's on ABC and it's streaming on Disney. I'm saying
2: exclusively
0: streaming somewhere. Says That's Amazon. They could make it exclusive. You know, they could say, "Oh, we gotta pay for it on Disney." What if they do like they did with like some of the movies that are coming out and say, "Oh, you can, you know, you can watch it now for twenty dollars or whatever." You know, comes out same time as theaters.
2: I don't know if that would ever happen. The live That's aspect like of being
0: able to wide
2: wide variety of an audience. You know,
4: it's hard I'm to say. Just excited that I have an opportunity to maybe be there during my lifetime, <laughs> you know?
2: <laughs> but I think Amazon has done it before where they've actually live broadcasted on their streaming so you didn't even have to pay for it. You didn't have to have a subscription. You could just have social media and watch it.
4: Well, the reason I threw pay-per-view out there, though, is because if they're partners, partnering rather with a streaming service, that divides the pot. The streaming service is gonna have to get a bulk of that money. So, how much of that money is the actual National Football League gonna see? You know what I mean? Because you got to subscribe to that channel in order to get the Super Bowl, as opposed to pay per view, where you could throw it on there for you know sixty five bucks or sixty nine ninety nine or whatever the fuck and you're gonna you get one you know... in an HD, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you're gonna get, you know, seventy million, maybe even a hundred million people buying it well, at, you know, 70 bucks a pop.
2: Would the NFL be better to have via subscription service and just see how many people would subscribe
4: to the service and then you just get all the games? No, no, don't put that in the ether. It's like the Sunday please ticket. don't put that in the ether. Yeah, don't For put that itself. in the no, ether, please. Please don't. I, I would
2: I would easily spend $10 a month to watch everything NFL all the time. in like the NFL so Network.
0: You. Like if they just put everything to too, NFL but Network? I I don't
4: want them... Yeah, I would too, but I don't want them to do that. And you just put it out into the ether, man.
2: January. So basically, fifty bucks, you get the whole season, everything, everything you want, any game you ever want to watch, anything that's ever on, all the channels it's on, all the broadcasts. Fifty bucks.
0: How many subscribers do they get? Ten bucks a month right I mean, now. They even charge a hundred. I, I and Amazon Prime, you can or, YouTube TV. You can subscribe for the Red Zone channel for ten bucks a month. The Sports Package includes the Red Zone channel. Ten bucks a month. I turn it on and off during the football season. That's it. Well, that's why I still but watch. It's only the Red nefar- oh, my bad, Dan. Sorry. Yeah, but that's that's why I
4: still watch these exclusive. games through nefarious means because the NFL Sunday Ticket is like eighty bucks a month, and
0: I can't justify spending, fun, that yeah, I can't just spending that money. Yeah, I can't justify spending that money. Three hundred fifty bucks, I think, is what I used to spend to get it when I was living down in Texas because I want just because I wanted to watch the Packers. You want to watch the Packers? Yeah, that's why I want to watch the Browns, so I got to go through nefarious means, you know?
4: I, yeah, I can't just buy 80 bucks a month for the goddamn Sunday ticket.
0: You got onesies to buy. All
2: I can tell you guys, I don't, I don't get the... Yeah, he does. I don't have... I don't diapers.
4: And diapers.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Potty train that kid as soon as you can and you stop spending money on that. Um, the only thing I can tell you guys is I don't really enjoy the Red Zone channel. I'm my own Red Zone channel with multiple TVs, and... I've gotten the Sunday ticket for free for the last two years. So,
4: how'd you pull that off, or is that mm-hmm. something we need to talk about off air?
2: Well, when you've been a direct TV customer
0: <laughs> for a while—86 years—okay, fair um, enough. So your grandfather did good for you.
4: You spray let's, Pam on the uh, on the dish every now and again to make sure it doesn't scramble when it's inclement <laughs> weather.
2: I have, a specific, I have a I have a dish broom. I have there. a dish broom, I'll tell you that. I have a <laughs> dish broom. I also listen folks, if you have cable or satellite, make sure you go to your local Walmart or wherever and get yourself a freaking ten dollar HD antenna so that if you're watching a game that's on network television and you have storms or you have snow, all you have to do is turn on your affiliate. And it'll be the best uh, best picture you can get on an HD TV watching television
0: you know what i'm hoping as far as you know if you don't have cable and you have always options with streaming services i'm really hoping somebody one day comes together and just bundles all these streaming services into one package so that i can get everything that i want so you mean cable it's... television what yeah cable television <laughs> <What>? <laughs>
4: That's literally what cable is. Wait sir. a minute,
0: that doesn't sound right. No, it's streaming services. I got, I got like five streaming services, and they all the different shows. But I want them all together, so I can find them in one place. Yes, cable. Somebody, somebody will do it.
4: Yeah, somebody. It's coming back around. Cable television. You Nineties know, are back. Nineties are back. Yeah. You know, somebody will come up with cable television. I guarantee it, Dad. You're right. Waiting for it. Jeez.
2: DP with the bit of the show, folks. Period. <laughs> end of story. Exclamation point. <laughs> All right. ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. Head on over there. Pick yourself up a chair shot t shirt. You can even get one that says nefarious means, just like Christopher Platt mentioned. Do it in soft style. Spend the extra money. It feels good on your giblets, as Patrick O'Dowd would say. I'm just going to steal from people now. Everybody's been stealing from me forever. Fuck them. It'll also make you more aesthetically pleasing. And let me tell you, it makes a great gift as well. I'm just kidding. I love Patrick, but I stole from him. Uh, giblets. Really like that word. ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. Pick one up. Do it now. What, Chris? What? You don't I like it when be- I ask you no, to do no, it? You don't like no. it when I do it? The fuck no, no, do you no, no. want,
4: man? I want a million dollars in a threesome with uh, um, Sasha Banks and Amber, but uh, you know, one of those things is attainable. Like, I'll get to the million before I get to the threesome. Yeah, well, I, but but, but once few, I get give to me the a million, I never, I would never knew you were actually serious about it, so give me a few years. But once I get to the million, I might be able to you're negotiate gonna... the threesome. So, okay, let's yeah. – no, there. But, oh, no, yeah. but who steals you're from, from you, punk. man? Who's, you, who's, who's all this about from silver? Like, I, I steal from you. I, I stole uh, aesthetically pleasing from you, fair, because, you know, you're the first person that's ever, ever put those words together, obviously, according to you. But who steals from you besides me? And y'all, all still, and y'all all still for me. I'm like the little Richard of the fucking chair shot, man. Y'all all, <sighs> all still for me. <laughs> <laughs> Honey, shut up.
2: <laughs> all right, we're going to change gears real quick here. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. DP, I would like you to get a stopwatch ready oh, on your phone, whatever. Just bring it up. Let I'm me know right. when you're
4: ready. He can't do work. You know he just had a 16-hour right. shift Platt, with the Platt, Illuminati. Platt, Platt, you have— this is going. I know what this is going. You have, you have four <laughs> minutes. Go. Whoa. I don't even need four minutes, man. I'm so excited. So as we're recording this, man, the news just broke maybe an hour, hour and a half before we started recording that the Cleveland Browns— The Cleveland fucking Browns! have acquired Deshaun Watson. Now, they had to give up a king's ransom for it. Like, they had to guarantee him $230 million. Plus, they gave up... Dan and I were talking about this prior to the show. It's either three or four number ones. Dan was saying three. I thought I maybe heard four. It doesn't matter. They ain't going to have a draft pick in the first round for the foreseeable future, and that's the bottom line. And they gave up some seconds and some thirds as well, but they didn't have to give up any players. And they have a quarterback, a real live quarterback who's fucking good. I don't care what you say and we're not going to talk about all the ancillary shit that has that, you know, surrounds Deshaun that that shit will work itself out. You know what I mean? I'm not trying to get into any of that. I'm talking from a merely football perspective. We got a top five quarterback, y'all, and didn't have to give up any players. The Browns have the best offensive line in football. They've got the best one-two running back punch in football with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hutton. Didn't have to give up any of them. The defense showed up and played <laughs> last season. Jeff and Clowney may want to resign now with the Browns because they do have a legitimate chance. And listen, the AFC is a fucking arms race right now. Like, this shit is like the goddamn space race between the Soviet Union and the U.S. It's a legit arms race. Like, every day, somebody... In the AFC is getting somebody significant. And the Browns are right there. They got a top five quarterback, and hope is restored. In my lifetime, it is a distinct possibility that the Cleveland Browns, yes, the Cleveland Browns, may appear in the Super Bowl. And I'm excited. I got my baby's onesie out here right now. This is for my baby. And come day one, game one, week one. Guess what my baby's going to be... Because the motherfucker's going to be here. So guess what my baby's going to be wearing? He's going to be wearing his little browns, fans, onesie. He's going to bring him his good fortune, good juju, good everything, good karma. And it's a happy day on the mistake by the lake. The rivers and the shores and the banks of Cuyahoga. We are opening and we're crying tears of joy because Jiddy Haslam... Jimmy Jimmy Haslam, Jesus, Jimmy Haslam. I love when billionaires put their nuts on the table. Okay, he basically gave him the Ted DiBiase. Everybody's got a price. Two hundred and thirteen guaranteed. You can't say no. That leave your personal life out of this, sir. Whatever you and this true guys story. Want to
2: it's a true story though. It's true. It's true.
4: I'm excited. The Browns are players. We're back. The Browns are back, baby. And to to quote the late great. Late great. Why did I just kill Ric Flair? Why do I kill <laughs> legends on every podcast that I'm on, man? Rick is still alive and kicking it. But the quote the Nature Boy Ric Flair whether you like it or you hate it, learn to love it because it's the best thing going. Woo! That's the Cleveland Browns, baby. We're back. Here we go, Brownies. Here we go. Woo, woo. We're back. We got a real ass quarterback that can throw the ball, that can make completions, that can win games, and we've got pieces around him. We have talent. We're a talented squad. We're a real football team, baby. We're back. We're back. Oh, happy day. Oh, happy day. Oh, happy day.
0: Oh, happy day. I told you you'd get the four, four minutes. I told That's you. My <laughs> time, ladies, <and> Mister
4: <laughs> Platt, ladies and gentlemen, don't forget to uh, tip I... the field and try your waitress.
2: I I'm go. definitely going to have to talk about this this coming week on either three man weave or PC and Platt. DP, why don't you give your thoughts about Deshaun Watson being thrust into the forefront of Cleveland sports?
4: <laughs> don't care. <laughs> This uh, old man. Thanks. There we Thanks. Go. Thanks, Dan. Stay classy, Dan.
0: <laughs> yeah, I got you back. <laughs> <laughs> as far as an,
2: as far as a legal matter, there is still a lot more to, to, to come here. As far as him playing right away, it's doubtful. It sounds like he will serve some kind of suspension. But from a purely perspective, purely football perspective, I, I just wanted to say that's kind of where we're coming from. We're not trying to undersell the fact that that you know there could have been serious things that have happened here um, and we'll see what happens in civil court. But from a purely
4: but from a purely
2: football perspective Cleveland set up for a while if Deshaun Watson can come back to the forum he had at the end of his career in Houston, he was one of the top five quarterbacks in the league hands down. And he's only twenty seven years old, so
4: this we'll close it off there. This is why I can't, well, afford you four, ticket, man, you I gotta, I gotta buy more onesies, baby. Four
2: fucking minutes. I told you, Dan. <laughs> I didn't say you're wrong. Devontae Adams. Chris, Chris, I want to get your perspective as a, as a non-Packers fan as to
4: what you feel about Devontae Adams being traded to Oakland. I told you this was going to happen when Aaron signed that uh, impossible contract, man. They were going to have to gut the roster to make room for this guy. And that's that's a casualty of war at this point in time. That's what I think about it.
2: So the Packers offered him the same exact contract and he chose to go to Las Vegas. He wanted more money and they couldn't afford to give him more money. But they offered him this he off. They offered him as much money as any other team. So then why is he going to the Raiders? Because Derek Carr is his best friend and his college quarterback, and there's no state income tax in in Nevada.
4: When did that happen? When did Nevada stop doing income tax? Has that always been a I thing? Because I, I know Texas and I know Florida. I didn't know uh, Nevada yeah. was. There's other, there's other ones, I too. I think Montana and Idaho.
2: Who? Nobody really lives
4: there. Nobody lives there. No, nobody gives a shit. Um. Yeah, I thought this was a casualty of the Aaron Rodgers contract, but he can't be too happy. Well, it's hard to not be happy when you're making that much money.
0: But I he mean, knew. that was his top receiver. So now, he knew, and you let him go? No, oh, all right. So they weren't and there's friends. Never okay, been, cool. Ever since gambling was legal in Nevada, they've never had state tax. They okay, cool. Gambling takes care of that.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, yeah,
0: yeah, and and. I
2: think I think Aaron and Devante both did what was best for them I think they had a great relationship on the field and they appreciate one another but to be honest with you I kind of put it this way to, I was talking to somebody during the day today that's a knowledgeable sports fan and I said you know what if Adams signs his contract here and then he's here for years in his con- years of his career without Aaron Rodgers very soon And he does never have the chance to go play with Derek Carr. And now he has the chance to do it. And he never, and he he already played with Aaron. You know what I'm saying? Like if that's something he always wanted, if they're as close as they say, and maybe the wound that he has for the Packers, not re-signing him last year. And this is all probably due to Aaron and his, you know, indecisiveness the same way Favre and his indecisiveness. But I don't know. I, as a Packers fan, I'll tell you this, in a perfect world, Aaron and Devontae are both dressing up in the green and gold next year. I'd much rather have Aaron and no Devontae than Devontae and no Aaron.
4: That's fair. And I mean, also to be fair, man, there's a plethora of quality wide receiver free agents on the market. Hell, Jarvis Landry is still out there. Maybe y'all could land him. Like, there's some really good wide, you could pick up a wide receiver out here on the free agent market. I would rather it's not that hard.
2: see them. I'd rather see them package those picks up and go get a proven wide receiver that's not on the market.
4: Why? And Jarvis Landry is right there, and you don't have to trade anybody. I don't want Jarvis Landry or Julio Jones. Well, nobody wants Julio Jones. Jones. He's washed, but Landry still has some tread on his tire. Who has been throwing him the ball for the past four seasons, Tunny? Those, like, everybody keeps shitting on the Browns' wide receivers. Those motherfuckers were open this year, man. They just... Yo, they got open.
2: You had four minutes. <laughs>
4: <laughs> no, I'm just saying, man, Jarvis can still play. That's all. That's all I'm saying. Jarvis could still play. Yeah. I wouldn't
2: Go ahead. Yeah, well, I, I know you believe in your former Cleveland guy.
4: No, he can still Dan play Run- Like it's not hard to go ahead, go ahead. I'm done. I'm done. I'll bet you I'll bet you
2: twenty that he doesn't have 70 catches and 800 yards next year, wherever he plays. Yeah. I'm not taking that bit. I'm not taking uh, that.
0: Okay. Thank you very much. Dan, you want to finish this topic? Yeah, I think uh, it's funny. Just... I saw when I saw a really good tweet about that saying, uh, I'll bet you that uh, all these first round picks first, second round picks that the Packers got, and they're not going to draft a wide receiver. <laughs> you know, <laughs> they're going to, Draft a quarterback.
2: I did. Uh, DP. I actually stopped in at that uh, NCAA party I talked about. Did
0: for you? an hour? Nice. Yep. And uh, I made that same prediction did there. You? Yeah, I won't draft a, I won't draft <laughs> a wide receiver. I, you know. <laughs> no, they're gonna draft, draft a quarterback. Draft a quarterback.
4: They're, they're gonna get that kid from Pittsburgh. I can't remember his name, but y'all know oh, who I'm talking about.
0: Take, no,
2: who's the other kid? Um. Oh, what's his name? Malik uh, Wilson. Is that his name?
4: The, the Cincinnati guy
2: is that who he plays for
4: I, I, I'm i I'm I just remember the Cincinnati guy like he actually rated very well on some draft boards I, I don't I don't know what his name is though maybe that's him I don't know I don't know Dan
0: just talk Probably man part I, I of keep, well, Roger's I'm, I'm deal saying. to not draft a quarterback anymore but I, you know yeah as a Packer fan I was super pissed about this obviously you don't want to lose this guy and, and then hearing that you know, they offered him the same amount of money he didn't want to go. If that's, you know, I'll, I'll get better about it as the season comes along and we figure out what we're doing with the rest of our roster here. Bleak Willis out of Liberty.
4: Nobody's drafting a fucking quarterback out of Liberty. Get the fuck out of here.
0: Nobody drafted a quarterback out of Cal. 20
4: goes in the first round. I'll bet you 20 goes in the first round. Cal- yeah, because everybody's thirsty for quarterback. I'll bet, you, I'll bet you 20 goes in the first round. No, because everybody's thirsty for quarterbacks. Why you want a quarterback that couldn't drink in college or have sex in college? Why would you want that? <laughs> how, how are you going to lead men and you ain't had no pussy or booze? How's that work? How's that work? Seriously. Like, it's different if you make, like, a lifestyle choice. Like, yeah, so I don't not drink. Or, for, I'm so saving not- myself for marriage. Whatever. That's respectable. But you literally couldn't do those things because you went to a Christian-ass school. You're lame. Bro. Nobody's going to follow you. <laughs> No, but you're not you a leader,
2: men, You're a lame. Deshaun Watson has increased your testosterone, I believe. <laughs>
4: <laughs> well, thank God something did. <laughs> I <know. laughs>
2: Bro, I hear you. I hear you there. <sighs>
1: yeah.
2: <laughs> All right. I think, I think we're good to go here. I think we're going to get into our final topic here as we move along. The 316th edition.
0: nobody's going to do it this time what there it is my bad I man I, almo- I, I
4: just almost oh died God. because my beer I... went down the wrong pipe my bad i oh my couldn't provide God. entertainment as i was dying my bad i apologize okay thank you put your
2: tube so fucking red christopher platt died appropriately <laughs> we'll be right
4: back We don't understand death,
0: and the proof of
4: this is that we give dead people a pillow. And, uh, I mean, hey, you know, I think if you can't stretch out and get some solid rest at that point, I don't see how bedding accessories really make the difference. I mean, they got the guy in a suit, with a pillow now is he going to a meeting or is he catching 40 winks i mean let's make up our mind where we think they're going
2: gentlemen i made the remark earlier that i feel like in watching this episode for boy i don't even know maybe the dozenth time ever that i really start to see the writing change and besides the comedic monologue that Jerry delivers at the dinner table for at <laughs> Manya's dinner, you know, cause that's clearly Jerry sitting there doing a bit on, you know, on everything, which, which was great, but we're not going to see that much more, right? We get, we get Kramer in the levels. We get Jerry's father that everybody remembers. We get George saying, I can't possibly imagine in any way I'll ever have sex again. <laughs> Completely. This is a great. Completely outside the of best.
0: the the topic that they were talking he about
2: just, too. Just and he hasn't been in the whole episode, right? And they end up at the diner. And plus, you know, I mean, obviously for me, this episode hits home because Jerry is in a softball league, and they make it to the championship, and he has to go in between whether or not he goes to the funeral or goes to the championship game. And I got to tell you, folks, Dan, what
0: would I have done if if uh, what would I have done? Unless I died, you would have gone to the softball. Well, you would have gone to the softball game. <laughs> no matter
4: what. <laughs> and, and would have hit three home runs in your order, right?
0: <laughs> well, you certainly would have, wouldn't have done what Jerry did. <laughs>
2: oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. I don't, I'm glad I don't play softball anymore and you're alive, to be honest with you. <laughs> you
0: don't want to make that decision, do you? <laughs>
2: I feel like that was a stubborn blessing you just gave
0: me. <laughs> I don't know if I would have put that in my note. Just go to the game. Listen.
2: Listen. <laughs> set, of beers, to... <laughs> set a beer down on
0: the on the bench where Listen. I would sit Listen. and taunt Listen. everybody.
4: Listen.
2: Listen, I'll only be disappointed.
4: It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. He, he, you would have did the, uh, the Babe Ruth for him. Y'all remember the Babe Ruth movie? Like, yeah, Jimmy. You're a dying kid of cancer. I'm going to hit a home run for
0: you. <laughs> That's that. You know what? That's coming later, too. The <laughs> oh Danny Tartable. Is that Tartable? Yeah. I wa- I don't no, it was, it was, Kramer. Uh, it
4: was uh, Kramer. It was, uh, it was uh, Paul O'Neill. It was Paul O'Neill. Paul O'Neill. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I actually watched that episode recently. Because, you know, they uh, show it on Comedy Central now. And I caught it yep. once uh, last Sunday morning, I think.
2: Well, all of it's on Netflix, by the way, Chris. So
4: hopefully for the yes, next I, three I'm and a half Yes, I'm aware. Year,
2: yes,
0: I'm aware, sir.
2: Hopefully for the next three and a half years. We're going to be fucked if we can't find this anywhere.
0: We Let's <laughs> <that's laughs> say if it stays on Netflix for three years. Yeah. No, fair, hey, but the
4: various it. means, Jack. Jerry Couch 2. Can, can we tuning. download them all right now? Can you download Couch them tuning. all right now? Yeah. How can you download shit from Netflix, man? That's not how that
2: works. You can. Can you get a video recorder into, like, your laptop or something?
0: Technically, you can, you, can, technically you can download them onto your device and then watch them, like, if you're on a flight or something like that, you know, like, you can download them to, a, to your device. I don't know how it, if it expires or it something work. like that, but It'll, you can watch it offline. Yeah.
4: <laughs> Shut up, Tony. I'm listening to the fans right now. Continue.
0: <laughs> just because I know mm-hmm. from traveling all the time, you just down, it downloads to your device. I don't know if it ever expires or something like that. No, actually, it doesn't, but I think once it's off, you know, the network or something, it probably goes away, but... Yeah, you can download them and watch them offline. Hmm, All right, so back to the episode. How about these peas?
2: These peas are delicious. <laughs> the, what out, is what is he one they got
0: flavor? Yeah. <laughs> Exquisite flavor <laughs>
4: of the, in little, of the
0: in woods? The
4: little kid's here like, you know. <laughs> like... <she> <laughs> yeah, are you
2: sure you don't <laughs> want to switch <succeed>? seats? <laughs> we also get the uh, first mention of the trenchless... Uh, Stay oh, tuned. The, the belt, the beltless, the beltless, uh, beltless trench coat. The beltless trench coat. Yeah.
4: Stay
2: tuned. Yes. The trenchless belt coat, by the way.
0: Yeah, we get uh, we too. get the new uh, Father Seinfeld. With the yep. you know that's going to be the permanent dad, mom, and dad. We get them back. We get Uncle He's Leo's first appearance. Mm-hmm. He's much better comedically with the uh, answering
2: of the phone was excellent. Are you going to get it? I thought you're okay. I'll get it. They both end up right there. But, yes, have I told you about Jeffrey? Have I told you about your cousin Jeffrey? He's a, he's out uh, of the parks. <laughs> the parks
4: I, I love Jerry's parents, and I, I also love Uncle Leo. He's one of my favorite ancillary characters on the show. Like, he's up there with oh, Newman no, and uh, and Jackie Childs. So, like, I, I love him. But yeah. Jerry, Jerry said some real shit in this episode, though, talking about his aunt, and she was talking about her pony. And he said, well... <laughs> who the hell immigrates from a country where they giving out ponies all willy-nilly? Like, I'm paraphrasing, but that's a good point. Why would you leave a country where you, everybody's getting ponies and shit? Right. Her po- she was...
2: It was the pride... It was the pride of Krakow. It was the pride of Krak- <laughs> out. I couldn't even get it out. I couldn't even get it out. Who, who leaves a pony-filled country to come to a ponyless country? <laughs>
0: People were coming across on the on the
2: boats. I, I never seen anybody riding over on a pony <laughs> on the boat. Oh, my God. Touche, oh, So then he catches a, a bit of good luck where it starts raining when he's at the funeral, and he's like, this is great. The game's postponed. I can play tomorrow. Oh, by the way, when Jerry has to yell out the window at his mom, how much is that Jerry voice? Like, like. Ma, ma, up here! Manya, Manya died! Manya died! Like that's so
0: Jerry, brother! Like, can... what about the peanuts of the plane? <laughs> spot on. <laughs> uh, and and well, that maybe and... Jerry just earned himself. Maybe
2: Jerry just earned himself a next spot on next year's holiday album. <laughs> Here All you right. go, guys. We can start holiday building our. We can albums. start building our roster for next year's holiday album. How's that sound?
0: Yeah, he can do. He can read uh, "Twas the Night Before Christmas" or something.
4: Twas <laughs> <laughs> the night, what before a night before Christmas? What's the deal with Christmas? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I've been celebrating Hanukkah for eight days. <laughs> I don't infringe on my character. I already claimed this one. Get your own new character. <laughs> And I hate, I'm, I might get in trouble saying this, but the shout out to Morty Seinfeld, Seinfeld rather for being the stereotypical Jewish guy bitching because he can't get his money back oh, from, the the, from the play tickets.
1: <laughs> oh, oh, That's unrefundable. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and he's trying to get the, 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 what is he? It's still a training. Uh, he's being a, a doctor. He's still in school or whatever, whatever his nephew, whoever that was. And he's trying to get him to write on this piece of paper. <laughs>
2: They got a degree. What's the difference? They don't know.
4: <laughs> and try to. What are you trying to like ride back on the on the military plane or some shit like that?
0: Oh yeah, he tried to do that too. Yeah, he couldn't get on the military <laughs> plane. Like oh, somebody they closed down the uh, uh, the depot or whatever in Florida, so he couldn't take the <laughs> army plane.
2: <laughs> like what? So is still searching for an apartment and this is kind of like the end of the show and, and her interaction with, with Mania's husband is just <laughs> excellent for, for the apartment. You can totally get Saturday night, you can totally get Julia Louis Dreyfus Saturday Night Live vibes from her interaction there. It's like, you know, very slow roll into the politeness to annoyed to very annoyed to what the fuck, asshole? What about
4: the apartment?
0: As she's getting closer and closer to his face. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that is prototypical Seinfeld,
4: though, because these characters are assholes. Here's this guy who just lost his wife of, like, 50 years or whatever the fuck. You know what I mean? He's grieving, trying to work through it. But, yeah, yeah, what about the apartment? The apartment! Yeah. <laughs> it, it's it's,
2: oh, it's ruthless in, 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 you know, indignance or whatever you want to call it. You know, it's, like, very much uh, self-absorbed, very much no self awareness for the most part right it's all about them but it's all about the right things about what you never talk about but everybody experiences right and that's seinfeld it's, that's that's what it means to be a show about
0: nothing i like the argument Between Jerry and Kramer, after Kramer tells him about the levels he's going to build. Levels, Jerry. Levels in the house. Everything's going to be levels. And he bets him that he's not going to have that done by the end of the month. So he takes the bet for a a dinner bet or whatever that was. I think it was dinner. And uh, Kramer comes (laughs) in and tells him, I'm not going to do it anymore. So he's like, "Well, where's my money? He's like, no, I'm not going to do it. So the bet's off. No, no, no. That is the bet. I bet you that you weren't
2: gonna do it. Kramer's like I could do it. Jerry's like that wasn't the bet. Yeah, the bet was well, if you were going to do it. <laughs> I thought this. I thought that levels thing was much later in this. In I thought that was in a much later episode. But to have it be here, that just kind of kicks it off with Kramer. Right. Like this is what it's about. It's just craziness personified from this guy nonstop in the background to what you're actually watching in. You know, it it's slowly going to stop being about Jerry's
0: comedy and more be about writing for these characters. Well, and it's going to, you know, this is just the beginning of like the craziness of his apartment of all the different things that go on with his apartment, of just the nutso type of different things that go on.
2: I can't wait till
0: it's, we it's do the episode where Kramer
2: and Newman fucking make sausage. Yeah, that's <laughs> going to be amazing. And, you know, when Jerry and Kramer switch apartments, like there's so many things that we can't even remember because there's so many episodes on this show that we know we just haven't watched in a while. So that's why I'm looking forward to all these conversations.
4: That might be my favorite episode when Jerry and Kramer switch apartments, because that's the Kenny Rogers Roasters episode, too, (laughs) right? Yeah. Yeah. Kenny Rogers. Rogers I I love that one. Way to continue with your missing the first name gimmick. I love the one where uh, George gets the job with the Yankees by doing the opposite of everything that he typically does. Uh, the John Paul episode. I think those might be my top three, and I, I'm probably missing one somewhere. But I, I specifically love those those three episodes. Oh, and the one where uh, Kramer burns down Susan's dad's
0: their cabin with the cigar.
4: Like I can't even get through it without laughing. And the Bubble Boy is in that one too, right? And the Bubble Boy is a fucking asshole. That's <laughs> in that one? Oh
0: my god. Yeah. don't think i monopoly or ahead. something. I'm jumping ahead. Yeah,
4: yeah, yeah. Or yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's yeah I'm, yeah. I'm jumping ahead. Well, man. I think, I think everybody knows
2: what my favorite episode is. If you ever listened to this show, we, we did a three-parter for it. So <laughs> we'll get there in the last season. Uh, DP last thoughts here on this episode. Um, as we just come back around the horn to wrap it up here.
0: I love it. You know, like I kind of, like you said, you know, it, it's, the, you start to see the change in the writing a little bit. They start to, you know, the characters obviously are getting strongerly really developed, and we bring in like Platt said, you know, one of the best non-main characters in Uncle Leo, and you can see he's kind of raw, knowing where he's going to end up being too. He's he's kind of in the raw part, but you know, it's just <laughs> it's great again because all these things are now starting to elevate. Like, the other episodes were setting the table. Kramer's craziness is starting to really come out now. Like, everything's getting ramped up to 11, it feels like, now, already. And we're only in the second episode of season two. So, awesome.
4: And the Chinese restaurant episode, too. uh, That's one of my favorites, also. But I think of the episodes that we've watched thus far, I think this has been my favorite. And like Dan talked about, man, they're starting to kind of find their footing and they're strided as a a show. So it's only going to get better from here, folks.
2: So we'll get to the Chinese restaurant. That is the penultimate episode of this very season. Next week, we will be talking about The Jacket, (laughs) where we also (laughs) learn of Elaine's father. Oh, is that the pinstripes in the jacket, the candy striping? We'll have to tune in next week to find out and hope you're watching along with us as well. That's part of this experiment. So, uh, you know, follow us at podcast DWI. Follow me at PC Tony. Follow uh, DP at it's me, DPP. Follow Chris at it's The Real C. Platt. And shout out to us on social media. I mean, Twitter's the best way. Facebook works as well. It just shout out to us, and we'll talk about Seinfeld with you. You know, D, it might take DP a minute to get back to you, but when he's there and sees it, he's gonna get back to you. Chris is gonna be yelling at you. I'll overreact right away, but it'll ha- it'll be a good time. It'll it'll all be fun. So, all right, I want to thank everybody for listening once again to everything Chairshot Radio Network, all your favorite streaming platforms, and of course, always right there the Chairshot.com, where we encourage you to enjoy your day the Chairshot way. Like I said, PC Tony. Twitter, Facebook, ChairShot Shot Radio Network, ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. DPP. Fire away. Social media. It be all over the
0: worldwide social media. Did Sherry
4: say mine? It could be DPP. I got you. Hey, yo.
2: All right, Chris. Let everybody know where they can find you. Hey yo.
4: Oh you boy. Five no, to do Real C flat, man. All <laughs> right, Razor Ramon.
2: All right, everybody. R.I.P. Razor Ramon. Most definitely, we will miss you. Um, and uh, in honor of that, you've been listening to the 316th edition of the podcast known as
4: DWI. Go and
1: pop off, me and my clip put on. I'm like a young man. I'm here to get your bitch off. like a Big balls, man, aka police, get
4: them over your head like guitars. Kill these niggas, that's no pride. Still, these niggas want no pride. That chopper body like corn squad, can not see seat and shot them like Sincar. Roll it up with that shit loud. It ain't mine if that shit not. Ladies hate when I rip through, but they in love with this J-Rod. Ah, it's like now, nah, say hello to my Python. I'm seeing Punk with that mic, y'all. She go to sleep as my bright bomb. Women, bless I be hurting feelings. Niggas is Curtis Axe on my rap is like Kurt. And then don't it? I'm such a chama. Uh. Come crowns it. Not talking with, I'm thinking Lola. i the royalty. But we talking cars, it's not a problem. Just bought two big bodies, call them Kamala and Wumaka. Why not? You talking to the, the share Always use your head. <laughs>